Wardrobes. They house clothes, both old and new. But what are the stories woven into those fabrics? What memories does each piece of clothing hold? I'm reluctant, despite its worn edges, <laughs> to give it away. Step with me through the wardrobes of my family and friends to trace the threads of the past in the threads hanging in our wardrobes today. <laughs> wow, I loved that. This started a long, long time ago. So that's a true story then? Should we go upstairs? Yeah, sure. Sorry if you can hear the running water in the kitchen. The tap is slightly, slightly on the, on the broken side. Today I'm visiting my friend Rose at her home in Oxford. Rose is a new friend that I've made at work. And in fact, we're managing to record this episode on our lunch break. This is my room, just up on flight of stairs. Oh, it's so nice. Funnily enough, Rose and I both went to the same uni and both did modern languages degrees, but we were in different years, so never met. <laughs> Rose is one of those people who always has a smiling, friendly, positive energy about her. When I told her this, she seemed surprised that I saw her that way. But then, I haven't known Rose all that long, so I might have misread that. The carpet in her room where we're recording is seriously soft. You're going to hear me say that in a minute carpet is very soft, said that before, but still true. And she has two wardrobes, one of which is home to the cardigan she's chosen to speak about today. So, once again, feeling very lucky with this room because I have two wardrobes for my the fancy, fancy wardrobe. Oh, I love that. And coat and jacket wardrobe, so yes. That's so great that you have two wardrobes. I know, I know. When do you go to the fancy wardrobe? For work, actually. Really? So my work clothes form a part of the fancy, fancy wardrobe. So I'm there every morning, my dear. <laughs> so what's the piece of clothing that we're talking about today? So it's a vintage cardigan. It's black mainly, but has lots of different coloured squares on it. So dark blue, turquoise, red, purple, yellow. Um, and it's incredibly, incredibly soft. It's almost cashmere-y, but I'm pretty certain it's not. Um, but has almost like these kind of whiskers of really soft, hairy material kind of poking out. Um, a delightful cardigan and every time I wear it I get compliments on it and it makes me feel like Hilary Banks from The Fresh Prince, so... <laughs> I definitely feel like I've given you a compliment when you've been wearing that cardigan <laughs> before at work. So what is the memory associated with this cardigan then? Why is it special to you? So why is this special to me? Well, besides the fact that I think it is just awesome and every time I wear it, I feel just really sort of powerful and warm. It's incredibly warm. Um, it reminds me of a particular period of my life where I felt very, very just sort of in control, almost invincible. So this I associate with my second year at uni um, and I was living out for the first time just off the Abingdon Road in Oxford. I went to Oxford University and I was living with a bunch of people who at the time were my closest friends and we were fortunate enough to be able to live together. All seven of us, very difficult to find accommodation that's fit seven people. And one of the people in that in that house I was incredibly, incredibly close to and he actually gave me this cardigan from a vintage fair that he went to with his girlfriend at the time. He said he saw it and he thought of me 
instantly. That's how close we were. This is, I think, probably the first item of clothing I've ever received from from a man that was not my dad. <laughs> so, so it reminds me of second Jane. It reminds me of of that friend. Oh, it's a lovely gift then. Yeah, definitely. I think even his girlfriend at the time was like, yep, we both saw it and we thought this would definitely suit you. Um, So every time I wear it, I think about that person. Um, We no longer really talk as much. Um, I think it just sort of happens after university. Um, People drift, people move apart, um, sort of geographically and otherwise. And every time I look at this cardigan or I wear this cardigan, I think of him. Um, so yes, it's a it's a item of clothing attached to a person, but also to a time. Do you ever think of reaching back out to him? Yeah, and we do. We do chat um, every now and again. You know, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, the old like of different um, different posts and things like that. Um, and we have sort of said, oh, would be great to catch up, but that catch up never happens. I think we're all familiar with with that the intentions are there but the the follow-through is not and yeah we've sort of just drifted but I I have this cardigan to remember him by. That's funny how people do sort of drift after Mm. university why do you think it is that you get so close to someone at uni like that or we can as people get so close to people and then sort of learn to live without them again? Well what a big question and I think university in particular is such a it's such a wonderful but weird kind of social context. You're kind of forced <laughs> into these into these halls of residence or into these different buildings together, and you're sort of forced to connect in in some kind of way. Even if you don't get along sort of interpersonally, you're sort of forced to live alongside one another. And in first year, we were actually in the same staircase, in the same halls, essentially, and we found out very quickly that we both liked The Simpsons and we both really liked the same kinds of music. We went to concerts together and things like that. So I think university, all the kind of connections that you make there, they feel really intense. They feel way more intense than maybe other kind of social contexts feel because it feels very engineered, um, sort of, spatially and otherwise you feel like oh these are the people that I have to get on well with because we're living in the same area and it's freshers week and this is the whole point I'm meant to make friends so it feels very intense um and as I said in in second year I really felt like you know what I know who my friends are I'm getting my head around this whole uni thing and I did kind of feel a little bit invincible right and and I think there's also that as well there's this kind of coming of age moment um for me anyway it was the first time sort of living away from home experiencing living out it all felt very grown up it all felt very exciting um so the relations I made at that time just felt really special and really powerful and they felt like mine um and yeah I think once you've come out of that context where you have to forge your adult life and things aren't engineered for you as easily um it can feel quite disorienting and you and I think it's quite difficult to keep up the intensity of those relationships when you move away for work or you move back home because finding work is difficult or or for whatever reason yeah and you said you felt almost invincible in second year so what was it like in first year moving away from home to uni? Oh dear, <laughs> that. But my first year was difficult. I found first year very, very hard. I come from an incredibly close knit family, incredibly close knit family, um, who are all based in the West Midlands, so not very far from Oxford. Um, and I knew I wanted to live out. I knew I wanted to move away because that's what you do. But then when the reality hit, and I had 
unpacked all of my stuff and I had taken my photos out of my mom and my dad and put them on my bedside table. I was like, oh wow, this is me. This is me away from Birmingham, away from the nest. You know, I, I found that transition quite hard and I don't think, you know, I don't. how can you be prepared for that? You know, I don't think I was at all. Um, and I think also just not only leaving the family in Birmingham, but also adjusting to the weirdness of a place like the University of Oxford, which for me was, was quite weird anyway. So it was like a double whammy of of readjusting and settling in. And friends like the person who bought me this cardigan really helped me to feel less out of sorts. Yeah, I think coming to Oxford is always really weird for mm. at least most people. Yeah. I think the thing that, so we both did year abroads as part of our degrees. We did. <laughs> um, so I actually also think of second year as a really happy time because it was when a lot of my close friends were still around. Mm. Um, and I also kind of felt maybe a bit invincible in second year in some ways. So what was that like leaving at the end of second year to go even further mm. afield in third year? That I, I felt like the second year had just given me so much confidence and sense of self. Like my second year at Oxford was really, really quite formative for me in terms of, yeah, just feeling like I could do things after the tumultuous first year. That when I when it came to third year, I was like, bring it on, I can move anywhere. I can move to Paris, I can move to Chile. I mentioned these two places because that is where I ended up going on my year abroad, went as far as South America, very much a fish out of water, knew no one there, um, but felt incredibly able to do that. So I felt like second year actually geared me up for the year abroad. Um, I knew that some of my closest friends from university were going to be around in fourth year because of the degrees that they did. Um, so that helped as well, because I knew, you know what, when I come back to Oxford, you guys will still be here. Um, so that really helped. I think if if I had a different kind of friendship circle with people who I knew were going to be away by the time I got back, that would have been quite difficult. But luckily that wasn't the case. So the friend that gave you this cardigan, were they still there? They were still there, yeah. Um, and that was great. Well, so tell me a little bit about them, like your favourite things about them. So one of the smartest people I have ever met and just has this really can-do attitude, incredibly positive, bundles of energy um, and just happy to try any and everything. A fantastic listener um, with just a really good vibe and taste in music. I always bond with people over over music. Um, if I'm not sort of got my headphones in listening to music, I'm sort of saying, oh, hey, like, what are you listening to? So that was one way that we that we bonded. And yeah, the sort of person that will go to a vintage store with their girlfriend and then be buying clothes for people that are close to them. Like that's the kind of person he was, incredibly generous with um, their time, their resources. So yeah, just like a, an all round great person, but yeah, lost touch, um, which is which is quite sad, but I have a I have a cardigan. I didn't give him a cardigan. I'm sort of thinking, hey, what, is, what does he have of me? Nothing. <laughs> Instagram photos. I was thinking but, that. I was thinking, oh, I wonder, you know, did you give him a gift at any point or is there something that he probably puts on and wears and makes him think of you? Or I don't know, something like that. You prob- there probably is something. I just can't think of it. <laughs> I probably did give him, like, a le- like, I like to write letters and cards that are basically mini essays to people who mean a lot to me. So I probably have things that I do like uh, that I think are pretty normal for me that he's probably kept hold on, held on to and thought oh this is a nice thing that I've held on to but I, I can't think of what that might be in particular. <laughs> Through the Wardrobe is a podcast series produced by me Christy Calloway-Gale. Follow the series on Instagram and Twitter 
at Wardrobe Through to keep up to date with all the latest episodes. Music for the show is Storybook by Scott Holmes, provided by freemusicarchive.org.